You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more. We don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good day. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the James Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. President Trump says he had planned a secret meeting at Camp David with Taliban leaders to discuss an agreement to end the war in Afghanistan, but he tweeted late Saturday that he canceled the meeting because of a Taliban attack Thursday that killed 12 people, including an American soldier. NPR's Tom Bowman reports it's not clear when or even if the negotiations will resume. Now, as often with presidential tweets, we don't know exactly what this means. Is this a negotiating tactic that he hopes to get more concessions from the Taliban? Or is this mean that the, the deal is dead and we'll just go back to fighting the Taliban? So, again, more questions are raised in this tweet than answers at this point. Following the announcement, Afghan President Ashraf Ghani issued a statement urging the Taliban to end violence and talk directly with his government. Now, been a week since Hurricane Dorian made landfall in the Bahamas, and as aid groups and the U.S. Coast Guard and the Navy rush emergency help to the islands, many are seeking refuge. Some evacuees are in Nassau, including Emily Bethel. We nearly see death before our eyes. And I'm very grateful that God and I can give thanks to God for allowing us to see another day. More than a thousand evacuees are spending their first full day in South Florida today after being evacuated by a cruise ship. After also making landfall in North Carolina's Outer Banks, Dorian is now a post-tropical cyclone affecting Atlantic Canada. 
Storms and winds knocked out power in the city of Halifax and toppled a construction crane. Settlement talks with Purdue Pharma over its role in the nation's opioid epidemic appear to have broken down. State attorneys general involved in the talks say they expect the company to file for bankruptcy. North Country Public Radio's Brian Mann reports. Pennsylvania State Attorney General Josh Shapiro is one of the state officials involved in the negotiations aimed at reaching a national settlement. He posted a tweet late Saturday saying Purdue Pharma, the makers of OxyContin, failed to provide legitimate offers to compensate Americans for the company's role fueling the prescription opioid epidemic. In an email obtained by the Associated Press, other state attorneys general said Saturday that talks are at an impasse and they now expect Purdue to file for bankruptcy protection imminently. Purdue Pharma declined comment, but the company has acknowledged it might seek Chapter 11 protection if a deal couldn't be reached. A major federal opioid trial involving Purdue Pharma and roughly 20 other drug makers and distributors is scheduled for next month in Ohio. Brian Mann, NPR News. Protesters in Hong Kong are seeking support from the United States after another night of clashes with police. Thousands of chanting demonstrators marched to the U.S. consulate today as they press for more democratic freedom. The march was peaceful, but Reuters now reporting that police have used tear gas in the shopping district today. And from Washington, this is NPR News. Up next on the serious side. That man that you showed us today looked like he almost had like a sharpie. Ready. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So just who would have doctored a weather map with a sharpie to reinforce the president's false claim that Alabama was in the path of Hurricane Dorian? It's a total mystery. So I called up the folks at Sharpie and I said, do me a favor. Can you make the pan in black? Make it look rich? And he said, not only we can do that, we can put your signature on. See, that's your signature right there. Mr. President, can you speak to um, your involvement in the vice president's plans to stay at a Trump property in Ireland? Well, I had no involvement other than it's a great place. It's Dunbeg. I own it. It's in Ireland. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And he had his uh, family lives there, which is really amazing. Mike, uh, his family has lived there for many decades. In fact, one of the first things he said to me is that he knew I had this terrific place in Dunbeg in Ireland, and he said to me, you know, my family lives in Dunbeg, meaning in that area, that, that certain area of, it's a beautiful area in Ireland. Uh, but uh, from what I understood, he was going there. Then I heard he was going there, but I, I didn't, it wasn't my idea for Mike to go there. Mike went there because his family's there. That's my, that's my understanding of it. No, I didn't, I don't suggest anything. I don't suggest it, nor did I with... Uh, the Attorney General, I never spoke to the Attorney General about using my hotel. I have a lot of hotels all over the place, and people use them because they're the best. If you think about the bonds that exist between the Irish people and the American people, they have much to do with shared heritage, they have much to do with family. And that's why it was important for me, before our original trip plan, uh, to at least spend one night in Dunbeg. And I, and, uh, I understand political attacks by Democrats, but um, um, if you have a chance to get to Dunbeg, you'll find it's a fairly small place, uh, and uh, the opportunity to stay at Trump National in Dunbeg to accommodate the unique footprint uh, that comes with our security detail and other personnel uh, made it logical. We checked it with the State Department. Uh, they approved us staying there, and, and I was... Uh, 
I was pleased to have the opportunity to return to that family hometown and to be able to stay there. I watched what happened when the kids from Parkland marched up to, and I, 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 I met with them, and then they went off to up on the hill when I was vice president. Four kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. We choose truth over facts. Biden had a stretch of four days in Iowa. Almost at, at each step, he, he had a gaffe, some of them larger than others, but misstatements throughout coming at the same moment as there have been questions about him and his age. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wild Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wild. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is September 8th, 2019, and you're in tune to the serious side of the Jay Wild Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. At its best, of course, I'm your host, Jay Wild. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday here, and it's good to be back. But as always, I'm never sure to stay by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the best in the biz. First up, he is now a host on the show. We're no longer going to call him the resident texter of the show. He brings his knowledge and his wisdom and his just, when I, when I tell you this guy is one of the smartest guys I know, I call him the educated brother, the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. He's here this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Jay, you are far too kind and uh, let me just take a moment to to just kind of take myself off those clouds that you just hoisted me up upon. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just a man out trying to to do God's will and 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 serve as I can. But I am certainly thankful for this opportunity that in which you have provided to come into the home of all of our listeners and to be able to infotain um, those listeners. But um, more than anything, like I say, just appreciate you and, and your brotherhood that you have rendered me for some 30-some-odd years. I think almost 35, Jay, so uh, it's, it's been yes, a sir. long time uh, that we have yes, broke sir. bread, and, and, and I love you for that. It's a lot that we're going to talk about today, a lot of serious business going on. Prayers go out to those who have been impacted uh, by um, Hurricane Dorian, uh, particularly those in yes. the Bahamas. So. Um, again, without any further delay, I, I, I will I will just say thank you again. Hey, man, appreciate you. We definitely want to check in and see how you're doing as well. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one who really runs the place, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good, good morning, good morning, sir, and good morning, Hawk. How are you doing this morning, sir? Doing well, Hello. doing well. Hawk is doing outstanding. Thank you so much, Mr. Elias. We're going to definitely find out what's happening with him because, you know, Hawk is located in that area. We'll talk to him and find out how's everything going with him personally. Vanessa Mae Bell, she's, on, uh, she's off this morning and enjoying retirement, which that's a, a beautiful thing. And, of course, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. The number is 347 Let me give you a rundown of what we're talking about this morning. Alabama brace yourselves for the storm. Not President Trump in the news conference briefed the press on the latest path of Hurricane Dorian, saying that Alabama was in the path of the storm. The problem? It wasn't. Second problem? The president continues to lie about it. What is up with this guy? Second up, more money, more money, more money. 
Trump continues to prosper from being the president of the United States. Where the hell are the Congress? Matter of fact, let's talk about where are the freaking Republicans? This guy continues in broad daylight to do things that are just so unethical. What the hell is going on? And last but not least, bumbling Biden. Former Vice President Joe Biden continues to make gaffes on the campaign trail, but yet every poll shows that Biden would handily defeat Trump in the 2020 presidential elections. Should Dems be concerned about the former VP's age? That what's going on? Once again, the number three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You can be a part of the conversation. Let's get it started. Hey, first up, Alabama brace yourselves for the strong. Before we get into the conversation, you know. Hall, you're located in that region. We want to find out how are you doing? Is the family doing well? Just give us an update as far as what's happening with you and the surrounding areas and who were who was impact impacted by the storm because man, what it did to the Bahamas is something that uh it looks like someone threw a bomb on that island. It's just unfortunate. So give us an update on you, man. How's everything going with you? You know, overall, um we 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 fared well. Uh, we are somewhere in the central part of of, of the state, the central and, and western part. So we we were not impacted like those on the coast. Uh, the outer banks, uh, some of those more affluent uh, areas uh, and beaches, were impacted significantly. And I've also got some family in Florida, and they wasn't significantly impacted. Uh, of course, rain of uh, surges. But overall, uh, I think the, the, the continental United States, um, for the most part, was was not significantly impacted or severely impacted. But but certainly, the the Bahamas uh, was just devastated in some of those areas. You know, uh, there's there's some 700 islands in, in the Bahamas. Um, I've, I've had a chance to to go there, and I know um, I had a history lesson, of course, with the Gilligan's Island and all of those smaller islands down there. And it appears that um, the Nassau area, uh, because it's somewhat shaded, typically doesn't take direct hits. So, you know, the people in Nassau are, are doing fairly decent um, in, in some communication that I've had with some people that I know in that area. But uh, those that was directly impacted um, uh, just was just devastating, and, and then I saw this morning on the news where they talked about these undocumented Haitians. So you know, right yeah. now the death toll is 43, but you know they indicated that you know these these persons were somewhat, I guess, just like our uh, the Hispanic and Latino population here in the United States, where they they don't interact or or register or, or get involved with the law enforcement because of their uh, their thought about being. Uh, extradited, so the, the death toll could be far greater than the 43 that we that we're looking at. But uh, as far as uh, my area, uh, like I say, we we fared fairly reasonable. Uh, we are looking at doing some um, some benevolence and some charitable opportunities. And and Jay, I certainly uh, you know would, would like to when that opportunity presents itself, man, maybe, maybe we can do something with, with, with the show if, if that's something that you desire to do and just have absolutely. A, a serious side event. So, you know, I, w- I would throw my resources towards that uh, more so than some of the, the, the local things because you've got a national audience. So if that's something that we want to do, then, hey, man, I- I'm down for that. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, I would be down for that. Anything we can do that can help people, uh, that's the most important thing. Uh, I mean, what's happening, uh, what happened in the Bahamas is something, Mr. Elias, that, uh, like I said, when you look at the pictures, to say that there's 43, any death lost during a storm is one too many. But, you know, if we're saying 43, looking at what we've seen on television, the images, then, you know, I mean, they, outside of losing everything material-wise, uh, you know, they've dodged a bullet, but we all know that once they really get in there and start, uh, you know, seeing what's going on as far as clearing out debris and doing the cleanup process, I'm pretty sure that the, the numbers are going to rise. There's just no way that only 43 people were killed from that devastation that we're looking at. Your thoughts? Uh, man, my prayers are always with them, man. Any Anytime, you know, any, anybody deals with the storm. I dealt with Hurricane Ike, man, when it hit this area, and it was devastation, man. And, you know, I, you know, when I walked out my house, down my street, the water was up to my shoulders. So, man, I, my prayers are always with anybody. And, you know, the loss of life, and, you know, it's just, it's a devastation, man. And I, I truly understand that my heart goes out to these, these people. Bottom line, it's, it's unbelievable that we still are not even addressing global warming. We're not even we're not even hitting the surface with that. So it's unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. Imagings are uh, devastating. Please find a local, uh, you know, local uh, company or uh, a local charitable uh, organization uh, that you feel is trusted. And uh, please try to donate and help these people. You know, uh, I was in the grocery store uh, yesterday and a guy was buying water. He's saying that he's, you know, he wants to send the water down to the Bahamas. And but they're saying that cash would probably be better than bring uh, than sending supplies. But you know, you do what's on your heart. So please find, you know, the American Red Cross or whatever, you know, church organizations, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely keep you in the loop as far as if we are associated with any organization that will provide relief for uh, the Bahamas. It's just a devastating scene. And our thoughts and prayers goes out to all the families affected, uh, not only in the Bahamas, but here in the United States as well. Just a devastating storm. And uh, which brings us to our first topic, um, you know, the president of the United States. This guy, while the storm was going down, he's on a golf course somewhere. Um, he's talking about Alabama being hit by a storm. Here's the thing that's so scary about this whole conversation, Mr. Elias. This is a guy who apparently got it wrong. Well, let me back up. On August 28th, there was, in the very early stages when they were trying to track the storm, there was one squiggly line that pointed to Alabama. Okay, now that was four days before he made his announcement that Alabama was in this path. So, okay, so he, and then he tweets this out to try to prove or justify his statement. And so what's so scary is how this guy continues to lie. It continues to – he continues to bring this up. And so now I'm hearing that they're making T-shirts, and, and they're going to profit off this. I mean, this is just blatant. All you people who support this guy, shame on you. I mean, because at some point, Mr. Elias, you have to look at your basic moral standards. And I've heard plenty of Republicans say, look, I have problems with the Democrats. There's no doubt about it. But my problems with Democrats are minuscule, you know, compared to what this man is doing to our country, to our nation, and our standing in the world. What say you? 
Well, bottom line is, look, man, if you know anything about a narcissist, it's all about them. He's never going to admit his wrong. He's never going to say he was wrong. He's never going to say, I got it wrong. He's going to come up, and he's going to keep fighting, and he's going to keep saying, I was right. I was right. See, look, this is why, this is why, this is why. Look, you're the president of the United States. You get briefings, man, on what's going on in the United States at the drop of a hat. They give they give him briefings every morning of what's going on. So in those four days, you mean to tell me you still thought that the storm was going to Alabama? Are you kidding me? Look, ma'am, just admit you were wrong, and just this is just this is just more par for the course with this guy. It always happens this way, and and his and his people are going to still back him. They'll make excuses out for him. They're going to continue to make excuses for him because that's what they do. Because this guy is just who they want him to be, the racist that they wanted in office, bottom line. You know, Johnny D, and that's, once again, the fact that he just can't, it, it's nothing to say, look, I made a mistake. We're okay. Uh, some of the, He can even go back and refer to the one chart that he showed, saying, hey, okay, some of the initial some of the initial um, 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 uh, 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 forecasts was the fact that the storm was heading to Alabama, uh, but obviously, you know, things have tightened. And so, yeah, and just he, there's a way to pivot from this. But the fact that he never wants to be wrong is the problem. And then the fact that now there are reports coming out of the White House that the schooling line, because one of the reporters asked him, well, did you actually – you know, extend the cone on the map itself? No, I don't know how that happened. Now reports are coming out that he was the one who did it, and he just flat out lied. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that happened. I don't know anything about it. What is up with this guy, Johnny? What is up with this guy? It, you know, it's what we've been speaking about for the better part of two and a half years. Uh, this guy has no credibility. He has basically lowered the moral compass of, of, of all Americans, uh, to be quite honest. I mean, not just the office of the president. The, he has lowered the moral compass of everyone. Um, has no integrity. He has no ethics. I don't know what else to say other than the fact of it, it's, it's, just, it's just shameful. I mean, he, there, there's no other way to say it. I mean, it's just shameful. I mean, for this guy to sit there and put that cone on there with that Sharpie, I mean, just shows his lack of, of intelligence, uh, integrity, and his inability to just sit back and say, you know what, look, I was wrong. As far as the briefings that they provide him, you know, we've been reading uh, since the time that he has been in Washington, that criminal has been in Washington, that he doesn't um, – Acquiesce to the briefings. He doesn't want to be briefed. Right. He just wants to look at that at, at Fox News and listen to his 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 pundits and his and his rah rah group. And I wonder which one fed him that information. You know, to be honest, for him to get up there and say it, he's so rehearsed but uninformed that there's probably someone in his cabinet who is equally uh, less intelligent who told him that Alabama was going to be impacted. So. It, I mean, it, it, it's just an embarrassment for those who, who continuously support him and make excuses for, for this criminal um, liar. There's nothing that, that comes out of Washington that you can even believe. I mean, if tomorrow something drastic was to happen, you'd have to sit back and say, oh, 
you know, and really ponder on the fact that if he tells the truth or if he lies, and it's that inclination of doubt that doesn't allow people or don't allow people to exercise their liberties and believe in, in, in the rule of law and believe in the Constitution, believe in the office of the presidency. This guy is just a disaster, a liar, a criminal, and can go as far as being elementary and drawing, drawing a, 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 a cone around an area that to support your lack of knowledge is just is oh wow it, I, like I said I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm at a loss for words so yeah I'm I'm done with that clown. Never seen anything like this in the history of this nation. Someone who is just blatant. We all know that he doesn't pay attention to what goes down in those briefings. We know that you know they have to show him pictures and limit the briefing down to two or three pages, and you know, and, and like a PowerPoint presentation. This guy is an embarrassment, and for people to continue to support him is beyond anything that I've ever seen. It's just something that I've never, ever, ever, ever seen before. Let's get out to the phone lines. We still ask we have a phone call. Who do we have on the line, sir? We we have Steve with us, Jay. Wow, Steve. My goodness. For those who have been listening to this show for a very long time, Steve uh, was a regular here on the show. Every now and then he surfaces from, you know, from an undisclosed location somewhere within the United States of America. What is going on, Steve? How are you? <laughs> Uh, God bless you all guys this morning. I know it's been a while. I'm uh, over here in Yorktown, Indiana today, and I was thinking about the J. Ryle show and uh, just drop some important gems on you guys. I know uh, Steve's always dropping those bombs and uh, some real meditation and real concerns that I have for this country and this nation, and it won't take me all too right. long. But regarding these okay. shootings, the shootings. Let's start We're with not the talking, Okay, wait a minute, Steve. Now, let's talk about oh, okay. yeah, you have, you have the show work now. Let's talk about that. And we'll, matter of fact, go ahead. I'll give you the floor. Go ahead, Steve. We haven't t- talked oh. to you in a while. Go ahead. Okay. So, I've been doing investigations here. And so, what we have back in the 70s, we had a hearing under the Gerald Ford administration, the church committee of MK Ultra Mind Control Program. And then we also have dealing with uh, multiple personality disorders. So we have to keep in mind is that uh, the Nazis were doing a lot of research and uh, sleep deprivation, food deprivation, completely wiping people's brains out to the point they have to be potty trained all over again to grown adult men. And so, and this stuff was a congressional hearing. This stuff cannot be denied. But what we have, I think we're dealing with, the shootings are more then just all of this is just a coincidence. We don't know how these people were raised. We don't know where they were raised at. And so we need to start doing some more research into dealing with that situation. And then I'm also concerned about China doing church bombings. There's like 100 million Christians in China. They keep attacking. uh, their, Their country is atheist. And so they've been coming against, and they've been, you know, this is just like, I think it was in the report I read, like 20 million people suffering right now under persecution in China. And see, as China keeps spreading around the world, remember, they mine a lot of gold, Jay. They own a lot of wealth. And so if, okay. if, if the United States does go down because of our debt and stuff like that, and China does spread around the world like it's set to be, 
we may be, you know, we may also deal with those persecutions in the far future. Nothing near future, but far future. But you guys to keep in mind about these shooters when when you're thinking about a personality, because we'll never understand their mindset. But uh, believe me when I'm telling. And and, and like the uh, what's that movie? Jason Bourne, Born Identity, dealing with disassociative amnesia, where you commit a crime and you don't even remember what the first personality did because the second personality kicked in under multiple personality disorder. And and so we don't know where these people were raised. We don't know hardly anything about these shooters. Because I believe they may be trying to bring in gun control to the point where if you get caught in public with a gun, it'd be 10 years in prison. They don't have to come. They don't have to confiscate all guns. They could just say you get caught in public with one, there's going to be time in prison. So we have to we have to go deeper with our research, and then the third point because I my family I keep going to funerals I'm probably pretty sure Jay and Les keep going to funerals is that according to my research and I've been researching this since like 2007 is that over a hundred years ago uh, John Rockefeller I know you remember he was an old man right he owned a lot of chemical companies right well he wanted to sell okay. a lot of chemicals right so he According to the research now, remember, I've, I've been in the holistic movement since 2007, since 12 years ago. Okay. He bought, up time, the, he bought up, the brother bought up half the medical schools and was switching America over to pharmaceutical so he could sell a lot of chemicals through his chemical companies that he owned. And so we have to, America, we have to start looking after our health. I, I keep going to funerals. I'm getting tired of it. Um, we have to start going to holistic doctors that have gotten college educated in holistics because legally they cannot call themselves a medical doctor. Uh, the medical doctors, they have legislated themselves so only they can be called a, me- a medical doctor that knows drugs and surgery. So a holistic doctor cannot call himself a medical doctor. We have to, we have to dig deeper into this country, and when you do corruption on an elite level, you'll believe behind evidence, and that knowledge is going to be passed on through the lineage of the witnesses that you left behind. So that's right. why we have so, so much going on in this country is because there's corruption, and they leave behind witnesses, and that knowledge gets passed on through the lineage of those government workers and those contractors. But we got to dig All in right. for Jay. Uh, and I know, I know, I know. I sound like a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah. But I want we, you guys to do some research. Di- well, well, listen, we we got to dig deeper. Uh, yeah, we yeah. appreciate your manifesto, mm-hmm. and and one right. thing that we'll say <laughs> is that. Uh, that uh, that you know, it sounds like you need to get a show. I mean, because you have a lot of things on your mind, and people who want to hear those types of things could definitely do. So don't deprive the public uh, of that. Man, it's good to hear from you, and you can definitely hang out with us. And uh, we love to get your perspective on some other topics. That was Steve from back. Of this guy he used to be a permanent on the show. He checks in every now and then. So now we know Mr. Elias, the undisclosed location is in Indiana, so watch out. You may see him at your local 7-Eleven, Mr. Elias. Watch yourself. All right, in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. You know, President Trump, We, you know, every show is about this guy. This guy and the things that he do are just devastating. 
So a lot of people are saying we've never seen a president like this before. And Republicans, where are they? So some Republicans are starting to step up and say, look, we're going to run for president as well to try to get this guy out of office. But just like anyone else, a lot of Trump's lapdogs are putting things in place to prevent this guy from having a serious challenge in the Republican primaries. A lot of states are saying we're going to cancel our Republican primaries because we already have a president. So let's listen to this. And it's time for this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know right here on the TJR's radio network, online radio at its best. We'll be right back after this. We begin this hour with a couple of names you could be forgiven for not knowing, Joe Walsh and Bill Weld. They are the former congressman and former Massachusetts governor who are challenging President Trump in the Republican primaries. They're long shots, and their odds could be getting worse. That's because a handful of state Republican Party committees are moving to change their primaries or eliminate them altogether. It's a move that would favor the incumbent, President Trump. NPR's Tamara Keith has more. This is what the Trump campaign would like to avoid. Friends... This election is about more than who gets what. It is about who we are. Pat Buchanan, who challenged George H.W. Bush in the Republican primary in 1992 with a prominent speaking role at the party's convention. Bush lost that November. Since then, presidents of both parties have successfully avoided a similar fate. President Trump's campaign has worked to leave little daylight for primary challengers. And Trump himself boasts about how much Republicans love him. I've had tremendous Republican support. I have a 90%, 94% approval rating as of this morning in the Republican Party. That's an all-time record. It's not clear where Trump got that figure from, but the latest Gallup numbers have him at 88% approval among Republicans. That, incidentally, is one point lower than George H.W. Bush's approval was among Republicans at the same point in his presidency. Still, by just about every measure, the Republican Party is the party of Trump, and Bill Weld knows that. The Trump Organization in every one of the 50 states is the state Republican Party now. Weld is the former Republican governor of Massachusetts who's running against President Trump in the primary. In an interview with Morning Edition, he insisted he is trying to be president, and he's trying to get there by winning the New Hampshire primary. But given that those remain long shots, there is a secondary goal. Every time a president has had uh, uh, an opponent within his own party, and they're all his, uh, that president has gone on to lose. It's an underdog challenge, but the best ones are. Stuart Stevens is running a super PAC back at Bill Wells. His theory of the case is that if Trump stops looking like a winner, he'll have a problem. Trump says he gets 90, 95% of the Republican Party supporters. He tweeted that the other day. But it seems to me if you get 10%, you've done twice as good as he thought you would. He's setting the bar. Let's see how he does. Former one-term Tea Party Republican Congressman Joe Walsh supported Trump in 2016 and promoted birtherism before that. But now he says he was wrong, and he's challenging Trump in the 2020 Republican primary. Am I a flawed candidate? Hell yes. But I'm, I, I know I've got the message that this president's unfit that needs to be heard. Former South Carolina governor and congressman Mark Sanford is also considering a run. This weekend, South Carolina Republicans are deciding whether to ditch the 2020 primary altogether. Though the chairman says in a statement there is plenty of precedent for this when there's an incumbent president. The exception, 1992. 
Nevada, Arizona, and Kansas are also considering downsizing or eliminating their caucuses and primaries. They were more worried than they let on. Bill Kristol is a never-Trump Republican trying to encourage primary challengers. Kristol says challengers may not be able to deny Trump the nomination, but they could weaken him headed into the general election. He calls the state party moves anti-democratic. You are confident if you're Donald Trump, these are just minor irritants. You know what? You beat them all, you crush them all in the primaries, and everyone says, wow, look how strong Donald Trump is. If you're shutting down primaries, you're a little nervous about how the dynamic of of these primary challenges could go. The Trump campaign did not respond to numerous requests for comment, but has tried to downplay and distance itself from the state party move. And a political scientist who follows nominating processes says the changes so far aren't outside of the norm when there is a president seeking re-election. Tamara Keith, NPR News. Uh, and uh, the opportunity to stay at Trump National in Dunbeg to accommodate the unique footprint uh, that comes with our security detail and other personnel uh, made it logical. We checked it with the State Department. Uh, they approved us staying there, and and I was uh, I was pleased to have the opportunity to return to that family hometown and to be able to stay there. Welcome back in. 36 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rao Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network. Online radio at its best. That was Vice President Vice President Mike Pence justifying why he decided to stay at a Trump Resort hotel that was 100 miles from a meeting that he was having with a, uh, a head of state. Uh, just once again, one of the many examples of the president making money while he was in office. Let me start this conversation off with you, Johnny D. Even though Mr. Elias brought this up a long time ago, that this guy is in office to make money. You know, what, what is up with this? I mean, because now the Democrats are trying to they're trying to open an investigation to find out exactly what the hell's going on with this. And, you know, for example, the Pentagon. Okay, so everyone knows the latest news is now that Air Force planes were stopping in an airport close to a Trump Resort, and they were, re, you know, they were refueling their aircraft, something that they've never done before. And you know, yeah. Trump's office, Trump's hotel, that hotel was losing money, right? In 2016, now all of a sudden it's turning a profit, and now we're finding out it's because now that is one of the main stops, or one of the, it's a stop on the route for refit, refueling Air Force uh, transport planes. I mean, it is unbelievable what this guy is doing. And so now the Pentagon, the Democrats are trying to open up an inquiry about this. And the, and the Pentagon, the Pentagon, they're refusing to turn over information to a congressional committee that has oversight responsibilities. And so he goes back to some of the things we talk about every Sunday, Johnny. This guy, in my opinion, is creating and is putting, he is doing permanent damage to the foundation and structure of government, as far as I'm concerned. I've never heard of any, you know, president, any senator, if you have been summoned to Capitol Hill, it's, oh, well, we're just not going to go. We're not going. And nothing is happening. I mean, what power do they have? And all, all of a sudden, you're setting the precedence, well, oh, you know what, hey, listen, we don't have to deal with that stuff. We don't have to go because okay, you, you want what? We'll get yeah, whatever. 
it, that's what's going on, man. That is what's happening. What say you, Johnny? Unbelievable. I will agree, and I, I think what we're seeing is politics as we know it has certainly been reshaped and reformatted. Uh, perhaps the the part of the the, the monarchy or or England that the, that the United States wanted to implement when those 13 colonies sought to seek its independence was the courtesies that come with those aristocrats who make laws and rules and people oblige them and follow them with, with political posturing and political courtesies. Well, Donald Trump has just simply disrupted that. And there's no time in American politics that I'm aware, uh, with the exception of perhaps uh, the Reagan era with the Iran-Contra, where you had individuals who who failed to appear before Congress, that individuals at this rate have simply just stood down, and the president endorses it and says, you don't have to participate. So the profiting of his his tenure as the criminal in the White House has been, I, I, you know, you, whatever article you read, whatever news source you read, is somewhere estimating around $3 billion, you know, since he launched his campaign. And I will certainly agree with you, Jay, when you look at uh, pre-2016 when the uh, the election cycle Started and Donald Trump went out on the campaign. Uh, that hotel was struggling. Now, of course, it was relatively new, but it was still struggling. Now it has become a a, a, a monopoly in that D.C. area with foreign dignitaries. Not only is Donald Trump profiting from that standpoint, uh, you look at the number of countries that Dubai, the the Arab Emirates, uh, Saudi Arabia, China. He's benefiting certainly from his time in Washington, but as are his children. When you look at uh, Ivanka and Jared Kushner, their estimated net worth, and this is so varying that I, I really hate to throw these numbers out. But you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, I was I, I was hearing about her connection to a deal. And it, it was somewhere in the, in the vicinity of their net worth increased in, uh, in 2018, some 26 to 130 million dollars. So that, that's a that's 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 a good variable and wow. variance right there. So because of that variance, I'm I'm not exactly comfortable saying that. But of course, that's what several news articles indicated. Someone was saying 28 million, uh, and someone was saying up to 130 some that they've increased their portfolio millions. And then you look at Mitch McConnell. Uh, Mitch McConnell has been a beneficiary of his relationships with China and Donald Trump uh, now putting his, his, his wife, Elaine Choa, in, in, in the transportation. Now they have got deals with China with infrastructures and, 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 and some shipping investments and things like that. So all of them are up there just simply to get rich quick. But it, it still goes back in, in American politics. You look at Dick Cheney and Halliburton. So 
Yeah. So you you can chronicle where politicians have gone into office for one thing. Look at their salaries. You know, I look at some of our our our, our, our state representatives. They don't make a whole lot of money, our state representatives, but where their influence comes in is the art of the deal, okay? The connections, mm-hmm. the opportunities to know that in five years, you know, this property here is going to be sold to, 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 some, to some foreign country, so snatch it up now, and then you just set back that that's how you build inheritance. inheritance. So that's what you're seeing right now. But, again, this guy is, is a criminal shame but he has just simply changed the fashions of politics and and the pentagon of course who's the commander in chief so ultimately if that directive is coming down from the white house then they don't have to oblige by as unethical and unlawful as it is and yeah so this is a profit individual who is using the office of the presidency to get his financial and political gain but you said it since day one I don't think that and, and, I, and I'd have to agree with you There's no way that when he launched his campaign That he would have ever thought That he would be in this position today There's absolutely no way Okay, no. Unprepared no. Uh, for, for, for that stage He just simply wanted to benefit Draw some individuals To that hotel that was coming up Sell some books uh, Get a reality TV show And now all of a sudden It's reality America and guess who's starring? The criminal in the White House. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I mean, the thing is, is that this was a marketing, this was a marketing campaign running for president, Mr. Elias, for Trump TV that went horribly wrong. Because we all know, facts are saying that he didn't even have a speech prepared to accept uh, the, the presidency when he won. You know, reports are online. Trump was crying when she realized, oh, my God, here we go. So the bottom line is, is that they can sit here and try to twist this any way they want. He was doing this as a marketing ploy, but he was so ridiculous, and Americans were so re- and, and Americans were so ridiculous to put this fool in the White House. It was just unbelievable. And this guy still, Mr. to this day, hasn't done a damn thing. Name something that he's done of significance. The fact that okay, he passed the tax tax cut that now a lot of economists are saying, hey, you know what, that's not really helping the American economy. The economy is starting to slow down, but he always talks. The one thing you can tell Trump, and this is the one thing you know about habitual liars and people who just lie all the time, the fact that if you say something enough, people start to believe it. He keeps saying, I inherited a mess. Oh, my God, I inherited a mess. No, you didn't. You didn't inherit a mess. You, you, you inherited an economy that was humming, and all you did was ride the coattails of President Obama. And you can sit here and tell that nonsense all you want to. But here's the thing that kills me, Mr. Elias. The fact of the matter is, is that, once again, this guy is, this guy is, is you know, another lie he told. Oh, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't tell Mike Pence to, to stay at that hotel. And all the reports is, yes, she did. You suggested, you know, you need to stay at that hotel. He's charging the government all this money. They pay him. So it's like the details go there to protect him. They have to rent rooms and stuff. Well, guess what? When they rent rooms and take for extra spaces for the, for the, for the uh, Secret Service, that money goes right back into the president's pocket. Why can't these people see this, man? This is, this is simple. You know, the Jackson Fives made a song called ABC. It's simple as do, re, me. This is simple. This is simple. How can people follow this guy so blindly and not pay attention to what's right there in their faces? 
Well, they, it, it, it's called racism. I keep telling you that. It, it all falls back to that. A lot, a lot of poor people follow this guy because of, of his racist rhetoric. You know, let's call it what it is, man. You know, we got him right here on, 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 on our, in our chat room. You know, and they don't think that for the for the love of God, they don't think they're racist, but they are, man. Look here, here. This man, like I said from the beginning, this man is he's been office to make. He's gonna make money. He's gonna profit, and that's all he's been doing is profiting. He was supposed to sign over all his rights and everything to his children. Yeah, he never did that. Look, this man is gonna continue to put money in his pockets. He's gonna line his pockets, and the bad part about it. Is my my point is what if you want to tell me America is not racist? What if Barack Obama had did the same thing that this president is doing? What would they have done? How would they have lost? How quick would they? How quick would the Republicans try to start impeachment proceedings if Barack Obama had done that? A quarter of what this guy has done. Look, this man is a hey, this man is a detriment to the country. He's destroying the country. He's a, you know. He's, you know, he hasn't divided the country because the country's already divided. But the racist rhetoric is, is not helping. So, but it is what it is. And, you know, he's supposed to be draining the swamp. Hell, the swamp is getting, it's overrun with, with nothing but criminals and crooks, man. Unbelievable, man. And, and, and you got people that are still backing this guy. I, I, I don't understand it. Well, uh, well, yeah, you do. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, and the fact that you know people are you know Republicans, Johnny D, are criticizing R- R- Barack Obama for making speeches and making money outside of office. Oh, uh, he's using he's a president. He's using uh, his presidential uh, background and and all that good stuff to make money for profit. Well, uh, okay, uh, what's wrong with that? He didn't do it while he was in office, like this guy is blatant. You know, uh, one of the things that they talked about in his first 100 days, Donald Trump. He wasn't reading briefing reports. He was looking at the number of people who were staying at the Trump Hotel, the old congressional post office that was converted to a Trump Hotel. He was concerned about the number of guests that were staying there. And from what I hear, you can walk into that area any time during the day, right, during the day, which when I went to D.C., I actually did. And you 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 can you can actually see there's four dignitaries and, you know, foreigners all sitting around that. I mean, this this is this is blatant. And and for the Republicans who were running after Fast and Furious, who had all these different uh, uh, investigations on Benghazi, all these different things for them, they're not saying nothing, John. Nothing. Complete silence. Nothing whatsoever. I'll be honest. It's not that they don't see it. It's just that they choose to play politics. And that's what is, is wrong with, with Americans as a society and as a whole. Politics, the political posturing is too much where you are just die hard for a, 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 a party. I mean, t- tell me tell me this right here, and I will make this equation with the risk of offending some, but at the same time making making my point. When you look at partisanship, there's no difference between those individuals who are diehard uh, Democrats, diehard Republicans, versus those individuals who are within our communities who are diehard Bloods and diehard Crips and diehard GDs, oh. they are going to ride and die with their particular group. 
the, the Republicans have simply shown that, in, in essence, you know what, we're going to take it all the way with this individual right here. Why? So that they can get that support of that 37% that they know will back Donald Trump. Now, they understand that the top of the ticket is going to get the support. I, I think that they underestimate the fact that, okay, you still got to be – Loyal and, and, and industrious to, to your to, to your constituents, but a lot of them are just simply riding the ticket because obviously they are they are afraid of going outside the line because of the retribution that is going to come at him. Oh, he's going to tweet you to death! Uh, wow, big deal. At some point, you've got to be able to stand on right, and that's what they have failed to do. So, for those who are criticizing Barack Obama. Then go back to Ronald Reagan, go back to George Bush, go back to most of the presidents in the modern day era who was the recipients of of monies for doing speeches. And then you can trickle it down. You can look at the vice presidents, you can look at the secretaries of state, secretary of defense. That's common that that's common practice, okay? You served your time without profit while you are in that office. And then afterwards is is, is when you you're, you're Yo, just do come. I mean, so for them to sit back and, 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 and even inclinate that something is wrong on them, once again, shame on them. And it's just sad that, that they allow themselves to keep comparing uh, this, this, this criminal to the, the patterns of, of President Obama, who, again, was, as far as anyone knows, I mean, you know, you know we, we, we may argue and, and we may debate upon some of his his political stances. I didn't agree with everything that, that he pushed, but the reality is that he was an ethical man, and no one should yeah. be able to come back uh, after this tyranny and set back and critique or criticize a man who stood to gain nothing while he was in the White House other than his, his 200000 plus dollars annual compensation. So i like to know which of those Republicans are out there uh, and really trying to make an argument and then let one of the, the Democrats who are opposing them or the independents or the libertarians who are opposing them or their constituents just, sit back, just simply say, you know what, tell me, tell me what President Obama did that any other president has not done before him. But the alignment is always, and, and, I, and I agree with, with, with what Les is saying, it really boils down to the only comparison that he's making now, of course, he, he beats up on Hillary Clinton uh, because he understands that people have such a disdain for her. But the other alignment with any other president is always President Obama. Why? Because he forever wants to keep that black-white image in the mind of his supporters. And trust that. That's his goal. And that's the goal of the Republicans to always step back and say, you know what? What about the black guy? He did this right here. But what about the black guy? He doesn't compare himself to anyone else. I mean, you you look at Jimmy Carter in, in modern day. As far as I, you know, I'm concerned. You know, I don't remember Kennedy. I don't remember Johnson. Even though I was born in in, in the Johnson era towards the latter part of his presidency, I think Nixon. I, I go Nixon, Carter, uh, Reagan, uh, Bush, uh, Clinton, Bush, Obama, and 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 now a criminal. Okay, so that's kind of my, my lineage. Prior to that, right there, I don't, I, I don't know. But his comparison is always to the black president, 
you know. So, again, yeah. he's always trying to make that a formidable argument for him of which is falling on deaf ears because when you look at President Obama, he had the support of the masses, okay? He will go down in history and has gone down in history as the most favorable president. And I think as time continues to move forward and people look back, the scholars look back over the, over the chronicles of history, they will come back and say, you know what, this guy did a lot for America. But be mindful of this right here, and I, and I always will say this right here. This, this guy, this guy here is your rebuttal, okay? You had a person who had ethics, morale, morality, and office. But this right here, this guy here, is everything that's contrary. Why? Because you rejected it. So I, I truly believe that right there. And any comparison between this criminal and President Obama is, is, is a mockery to the not only the, the, the political system, the legislative system, but also to the judicial system because this is a criminal versus a man who is a fine, moral, upstanding citizen who a free will has allowed himself to be the beneficiary of, of that office after, after, after he departed. You know, maybe you maybe you cracked the case. The fact that maybe the fact that Donald Trump, you know, decided not to take a president, he decided not to take the four hundred thousand uh, dollar salary of the president. So maybe he's saying, okay, since I'm not getting paid uh, to, to do this, I need to get paid another way. You never know what happens in that twisted mind's mind. All right, we have a few minutes left in this set, and the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, just showed up. I uh, definitely want to give him uh, some uh, some space on this. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding. Want to get your perspective here, real quick, before we get out of here on this whole thing that Donald Trump continues to profit as being the president of the United States, and that the Republicans are sitting back and watching this nonsense, and they're not saying a damn thing. What say you? Well, you know, I don't really blame him for doing what he's doing more than I would um, say that the responsibility of him doing it is falling on the Republicans specifically, and on the Democrats. Um, for being for not having the courage to call them out on it, right? So, but they, you know, they're trying. I mean, but Jerome, think you know, about this for a second. The, I didn't mean to cut you off. But, but they're trying. Look, 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 what happened with the Pentagon? I mean, the Pentagon won't even give them the paperwork that they need to com- complete their investigations. I mean, we have government agencies who are refusing to comply with congressional requests at so, this guy's direction. So. My response to that would be for the presidential candidates to say, you know what, we may have to gut the Pentagon. We may have to gut the the oversight agencies because they're not doing their job. So when you start being loyal to one person or feeling strong on because you want to keep your job kind of thing, that, that is something that's real to them, right? So you can't excuse what's going on and separate this culturally. Right. So, and, I, right. and what I mean by that is to say that there's something acceptable about having tyrants in your past, right? And we need to deal with this as a country and as a society, because every time we start to talk about politics and why people do what they do, we fail to kind of look at it from the from the perspective of our own acceptance. Right? Mm-hmm. So people get mad over President Obama about a tan suit 
and he's a secret Muslim. Nobody has any proof for Jack. This dude is doing stuff in your face, and we can accept this white man doing that across the board. And I know some people are going to have an issue with me saying that, but it is true. I mean, they need to own this. Because even if we look at it from, from a very philosophical standpoint by saying, you know, we got an election coming up, we, let, we need to let the people decide and blah, blah, blah. We don't do that when it comes to anything in criminal justice system. We don't say, right. well, you stole from that store, but somebody else was a manager and it was on third shift the person first shift. It wasn't their call, so we need to go to – we don't start to nitpick why and what conditions that we live in if you break the law. So right. they are setting a really – it's not even a bad precedent. It is throwing it up in the, the 90s kids' face, all the millennial kids that we brag so much about and that we are patting on the back about having a new vision, doing things different and all the other stuff. They are being indoctrinated into the fact that this man gets to do whatever the hell he wants, and people like Nancy Pelosi and Schumer are letting this happen, along with their party is turning their back. So when you say that they're trying, they're giving you rhetoric opposed to taking their ass to court, which they should have done after that Mueller report came out. They should have just subpoenaed them and went straight to court. They should have let the court start to force them to do things. And what Nancy Pelosi said is, we need to convince the American public first so that they are on board. They have no concept of the rule of law. So why should we actually have to live by something that they don't live by? Hmm. Trump is not the issue right now. Trump is doing that, but how much other stuff, I mean, God, I mean, how many times can you break the law, really, before there is none? (laughs) Yeah. That, that's the thing that kills me, man. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. I mean, think about it. His his wife, uh, with all the nude pictures and chain migration of getting her parents over here, and all of that yeah. stuff, I mean, everything. I'm, I'm not tired yeah. of it. Don't get, don't get that wrong where we're saying that we're getting used to it. None of us are used to it. But what it should be teaching us is what white privilege is, what Europeans right. do. Right, and we need to. If they want to change this, they need to rise up and change it, because it is not our issue at all to see them for who they are. And when you have a really liberal friend come telling you it's not all of us, you say to them, "Prove it," because it is not our job. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing how many t- <laughs> you said it. How many times can one break the law without them saying anything? But you know, once again, I really truly believe. That because of what he's doing and how he's doing it, um, I, I just really believe, man, that he is doing permanent damage to the uh, presidency of the United States. And it's going to take a long, long time to get it straight. All right, coming up next, Biden. What is going on with the vice president, these gaffes? We'll talk about it next. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show. We'll be right back after this. One month or two? Five. Certainly, darling. Look what you did! What? You spilled! I'm sorry, it's, it's just a little bit. Here you go again. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What, what can I do? You can't do anything because you can't do anything right! I don't know what the- Just shut up! Stay with your Kids learn a lot from their parents, including domestic violence, 
Stop the vicious cycle today.
is our call-in number, 347-850-1272. You listen to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, I'm J. Ryle, but it's time to say hello to my boys that's in the house. Let's say good morning to the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. What's going on, John? How you doing, brother? He's here. Okay. Jim, I promise I'm, I'm you, Johnny D. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm doing well. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, we Hello? hear you. You doing good? Good morning. Okay, D, yeah. I tell you what, I apologize. I'm doing well. Yeah, so, sometimes right. I can be technologically challenged. So, so this morning I'm having one of the moments. <laughs> hey, man, it happens in the but best of us, man. No worries. Live radio is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. The smartest man in the world is in the house, Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's going on, Jerome? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding. The man against the first and last word here on the serious ride, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. And before, Jay, you start, Mariana Music, that was Standing Tall by Bob Baldwin. Oh, okay, right. she would appreciate that. I'm not sure she's a big, well, you know, you never know with Mariana, wherever she may be. <clears throat> Actually, she has checked in. And uh, so, Mariana, yeah, you can, yeah, she's checked in. Mariana, go back to the chat room. Ms. Daly has to protect you. I'll jump in there if you can. Let's say good morning to uh, some folks in the chat room, if you don't mind, Ms. Daly Can we? Uh, we had Covina Man in there. Of course, our colleague Rick Sister was in there. Um, hey, Jackie. And... Easy Riders in there with us. All right, Easy, what's going on, man? Good morning. How you doing? What's up to the pastor? What's happening, Mariana Music? Nancy Crystal. Clarence is in the house. Another Jerome. Uh, what's up, Jerome? He's calling from, uh, I mean, he's listening in from Florida. Hope you guys are doing safe down there. Mama BZ in the place to be. Thank God she's okay. And speaking of Jackie, yeah. it's time to bring in our our director of social media outreach, the one and only Jackie. Jackie, good morning. Welcome into the show. Hi, how's everybody doing? Doing outstanding, Jackie. All right, folks. Morning, J- Jackie, tell people you. how to stay in contact with the show when the show's not live. Okay, if you want to be a part of the TJRS Radio Network by keeping up with us, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and all three pages, after ending handle. Facebook.com slash roots, Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash C-A-R-S radio. I have um, announcements. Um, yeah, first off, first off um, my apologies uh, to Easy Rider because he expressed the interest and participating in the anniversary shows, and I missed his email. So definitely I, I told him that I was going to uh, do that on air. So my apologies, Easy Riders, because we so appreciate you as a supporter of this network. So my apologies. I missed the email. Um, apologies, but just thank you for your support. I said I was going to do that on air. I offer you my apologies as I did by email as well. So 
so appreciate you, Easy Rider, and much love to you. And the second announcement, um, this was a hard decision. Um, I decided that uh, last uh, Sunday in October, which will be October the 27th, mm-hmm. that will be my last day of social media. And that's just wow. because of thinking into 2020 and my goals and everything else. I still plan to be a part of the network as far as calling in and that sort of thing. But I just mm-hmm. have to, at this point, release the position. Just seeing right. where I'm going in 2020. And, you know, I love you all. I love, 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 we love, love you. We love you too, darling. So you, you understand you how hard done. this is. But really just right. weighing out 2020 and where I'm going. Like I said, still plan to be a part by calling in and all that great stuff. But I know it's time for me to release the position, social media director. All right. Well, Jackie, on, on behalf of the network, uh, you know, we appreciate everything that you've done and continue to do, and you continue to be a part of the TGRS Radio Network family. You know that. So regardless of what your title is, you still your the main title is sister. You continue to be our sister regardless of what you do or what capacity you serve uh, within this organization. So it is what it is. We appreciate what you've done so far. It's a lot of, uh, you know, keeping up with a whole lot of different things, and I know it's a lot of work. So appreciate you, appreciate you, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you so, so, so much for everything that you've done. And your continued support, and you know, you would definitely continue to be engaged with what we do here on the TGRS Radio Network. So thank you so much. 347-850-1272 is our call-in number. You're listening to the Serious Side of the J. Rowell Show. It's time for the third and final set uh, of the show. And, you know, Biden. People are concerned about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, has, you know, he's been making gaffes. Even though he is the front runner, people are saying, my goodness, what is happening with old Uncle Joe? So before we get into the conversation, let's listen to this piece, and we'll talk on the other side. I watched what happened when the kids from Parkland marched up to, and I, 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 I met with them, and then they went off to up on the hill when I was vice president. Four kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. We choose truth over facts. Biden had a stretch of four days in Iowa, almost at each step. He, he had a gaffe, some of them larger than others, but misstatements throughout coming at the same moment as there have been questions about him and his age. Uh, some of that's stoked by President Trump, um, and some of it is coming from Democrats who are a little bit nervous about whether Biden um, in this campaign is the Biden that they have seen and known uh, in past campaigns. Joe Biden is not playing with a full deck. This is not somebody you can have as your president. Sometimes in the past it would be sort of a, a, a roll your eyes that, that, you know, Biden just kind of being Biden. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. You got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright. It's a large, very identifiable Somali community. I might add, if you ever come to the train station with me, you'll notice that uh, I have great relations with them because there's an awful lot of driving cabs. When Biden is compared to President Trump, I think Democrats view 
his you know misstatements as being fairly minor you know by comparison if you compare him with some of the other candidates in the race then i think it draws more concern about is there a better alternative the gaffe that Mitt Romney had became so devastating in a way because it became a narrative around his campaign. There are 47% of the people who will vote for the president no matter what. John McCain had gaffes uh, about not remembering how many houses he owned. How many houses do you and Mrs. McCain have? I think uh, I'll, I'll have my staff get to you. John Kerry became known as a flip-flopper. Those are the more devastating kind of gaffes where it's, it's not just kind of a quick misstatement that's corrected. It cuts to a heart of a different problem that the candidate has. President Trump's base is willing to overlook a lot of things about the president, whereas the Democratic base is a little bit different and, and they're, you know, maybe not quite as willing uh, to, to overlook some of those things, or at least they're willing to raise the questions about them. Part of Biden's appeal is that he's seen as the best able to take it to President Trump. So in instances where he has anything that's detri detrimental to that case, I, I think that's where it could cause some harm. bells are going off because Democrats are concerned about some of the gaffes that we're starting to see from the former vice president. And if you go back and listen to some of the things he said in the past, you're saying, my goodness, Joe, what is going on? You know, when I talk about Democrats, some of the heavy hitters in the Democratic Party, for example, uh, David Axelrod, which was President Obama's point man uh, throughout the 2008 presidential campaign, he sent out a tweet on Friday saying, look, it's one thing to have a well-earned rep for goofy, harmless gaffes. He said, it's another if you are serious, if you are serially distorting your own record. He says, Ed Joe Biden is in danger of creating a more damaging meme. So let's pick up right there. Let's start with you, Jerome. What do you think about this, man? I mean, because there are some situations, that's like, for example, Axelrod. when... That's what I'm sorry? I'm sorry? I said, so Okay, all right, well, there you go. All right, but, but let's look at the bigger picture here. All right, that's fine, but let's look at the bigger because picture. Right, for him. example, oh, I am telling you that when people started coming in and out of office, they have horses that they're backing. Axelrod criticized Obama for some bull, right? And so just because he was okay. there as a strategist, when Obama cussed him out is when he left and wrote that book. So that dude ain't no expert on Obama. So what he's saying is that he prefer A, B, and C, and D. But think about what we're comparing to when it comes down to it. We're comparing Biden to some womanizing, crotch-grabbing cat. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? And, and then at the same time, Democrats always do this. this. This is bull, even us having the conversation. I understand why we're having it. But I am telling you, anybody who I ever see having this conversation, I usually look at them like they have three heads. Because you are saying that, yeah, Brian's an old white man, so he's going to say whatever he's going to say. And he's done that historically, right? But that does not mean yeah. that, no, no, I'm just saying. So we're not taking no, no, the yeah, reality of the world that, in which all. we live in, right? Yeah. But yeah. the reason that people are supporting Biden opposed to other folks, and I, and I don't mean to be a, do a blanket statement because I know most people who do that don't know what the hell they're talking about. But right. in this case, we are talking about um, making a comparison to like a, um, an ant to a, um, to a python, 
right, and what kind of damage one will cause you opposed to the other. Yeah, yeah, and uh-huh. you. But that bite is not going to be, you're not going to get swallowed up like that python is going to do to you. It's going to squeeze you, squeeze the life out of you and eat you, right? So mm-hmm. for Biden making no kind of mistake, you're at, they're, they're making comparisons to Romney, to Obama, to um, McCain and Obama, to Biden and that fool. That is not even a good comparison. You know, so anyway, it is unreasonable, and I don't understand, like, the rationale for doing that, but I, I understand that the sensationalism in news says that, oh, the Democrats need to fight. So every time Biden says something that may or may not be off color, it gets blown out of proportion because they are looking for that fight. But there is no comparison to Trump in this. There is just comparison to other Democrats that you can be looking for. But who the hell trusts any of the other guys? No, I mean, I see what you're saying. In other words, you're saying this is a situation where, you know, once again, it's just like, you know, you brought the tents segment. You know, and then you want to blow it and try to use it as, as ammunition. And, and like you said, the Republicans, especially the Democrats, from a circular type analogy, uh, you know, we're always, you know, shooting and, and, and hurting our own. Let, let me let me let me go to you, Mr. Elias. I mean, do you feel the same way about it? I mean, are you concerned that that um, you know that the former vice president, he, you know, he's saying things that are, uh, you know, he talked about the, the whole situation with the kids from uh, from uh, Florida. Uh, he was saying how he walked them up to his office. He wasn't even in the office when that happened. So, I mean, is it a situation where he's making gaps, or is he, you know, making this, you know, he's, is he, you know, is he sensationalizing this story? I mean, what, what do you, what do you think, man? What do you think was going on here with the vice, former vice president? Well, you know, something, man. I, I, my phone was on mute when Trump said that Joe Biden is losing it. <laughs> wow. Well, he's not that, that, that for anything. Yeah. I, I truly understand that, but ain't that the part of calling the kettle black, man? Look, man. Yeah. Look. As, as as people, we all gonna have gaps. We, you know, help me. We all have you. Anybody on this phone is gonna have a gap. We're just not held in public office. So I'm not expecting a perfect person. <laughs> I'm also not expecting somebody to lie over ten thousand times to me in office either. You know, nobody's perfect. Hell, we've all said stuff that I know I've said stuff that I regret saying back in my early days. So I. I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just wanting Trump out of office. That's all I care about right now, man. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting because I remember when uh, Johnny D. It's interesting because President Trump made the comment about, um, you know, back in the uh, Revolutionary War days. You know, they guarded. Airports and you know, and then everybody was like, "Oh, look at this fool!" Airports. There were no airports back then, but that was a gaffe. And so, I guess my my thing is that because he's a Democrat and that people support him, I mean, is it a situation? Okay, you know, it doesn't have to be. We have to compare him to Trump because we already know anybody on the on the Democratic side is a much better candidate or would be a much better president than Donald Trump. But are we talking about gas or are we talking about embellishing the story? Because you remember Hillary Clinton got in trouble when she talked about how when she got off the plane she was dodging 
bullets, and then they found footage of her just walking off the, the, the helicopter holding hands with Chelsea. And it was like, look at you. You're trying to make this bigger than what it was. Or look what happened to Byron Williams. Byron Williams is another guy who talked about how he was endangered, then all of a sudden found out that he kind of embellished that story. Now he's no longer the, uh, the, 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 the anchor for the nightly news broadcast that NBC has. He's been you know, demoted to MSNBC, which I think actually is in a better place. That's just my yeah, personal can I, opinion. Can I say something but, about that? Well, hold on. Let me let me get Johnny. Let me, I want to hear Johnny's first, and then I want to come back. I'll come back to you. I want to get John. I want everybody to make a comment on it first. Go ahead, Johnny. Make a comment, then we'll go back to you, Jerome. Jay, I tell you what. Let let Jerome uh, speak since he's already said, you know, his, and and, and, okay. and I'll come. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, go ahead, just, Jerome. Mike, Jerome. I just wanted to say really quickly. Those comparisons yeah. are always like misleading, right? So even in okay. saying that. Those guys were enhancing their own person to make themselves look good. Uh, okay. Cap was talking about someone else, and he mixed two stories, but it was it was somebody else's story. So you can't right. say anybody can't say that. Not you, Jay, but I'm saying someone can't say no, no, fair hey, fair. to make himself look good. Whereas in those cases with Hillary and Brian Williams, them they were like I was under fire, and so then I took out this, and then I put a vest up. Like they were. They were enhancing their right. own person. Biden mixed that's up somebody fair. else's story. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's, fair. that's a fair assessment. That's a fair assessment. You're right about that. All right, that's fair. All right, Johnny, floor is yours. Way to bring that up. Way to bring it up. Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, I, I don't think any of us in, in our lifetime has not um, sensationalized or embellished some of our accomplishments. Uh, I I remember uh, many, many years ago when when when, the, when our current host would tell me how he would do 360 dunks when he was in high school basketball. So I, I know that couldn't be the truth. So the, the reality of it is, is that we, we, we all have said something to distort the facts. Um, maybe not at, at that grand stage, dodging bullets and things of that nature right there, uh, like Hillary Clinton acting as if she was in some, some war some war zone and, and, and trying to make herself heroic. I think the the, the larger point of, of this here, Joe Biden is a 70-plus, I think 76-year-old white male. If you go back in, in his history, he probably has sat at the tables and, and heard conversations and comments uh, because most of the ones that, that was played in, in, in that segment had some degree of a racial overtone and some distortion of the facts, okay? He's got 40-plus years in politics, 42 years in politics. So, yeah, there's going to have to be some reconciliation that he's going to have to make. The point that I'm looking at is, is it gas or is it that maturation process? I mean, think about our state of politics. You're talking about a 72, 73-year-old criminal that's in the White House now, and the top leading three Democratic candidates, which Elizabeth Warren is the youngest, is 60-some and the other two are 70-some. Where is the succession plan? To think that, that we're looking at these these grandfathers and grandmothers and there's nothing wrong with it because I, I'm, I'm, I'm one but what I will say is this right here 
I know as I have transitioned through the maturation process that 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 gap between, you know, today and yesterday might be a little different where, you know, I, I may say, well, this incident happened last week, and then somebody say, well, no, nah, that, that was a month ago. So the truth of the matter is is that as, as your memory begins to, to get so congested with all of the experiences that you've netted in life, sometimes the facts can be distorted, not intentionally, just simply because, you know what, hey, your mind just ain't as sharp as, as it used to be. So my concern is more so, you know, Joe Biden, as, as long as he's been in politics, he's always been that wild card, and I think that's been his appeal. Even Until he ran against uh, Barack Obama, Joe Biden was a person that I always said, you know what, he's going to be a contender every time he runs because he speaks the common person's tongue. He's the type of guy that, yeah, if you see him in a coffee house, he'll sit there and probably be able to talk a ball game. I've never experienced that with him, but I'm just saying what I've seen on news segments have indicated that right there. With the social media, it's just hard to be factual and not be called on it because news is so readily now. I truly believe that he is who he is um, as far as his core, and I'm not saying that that's good or bad. I'm just saying as you start to, to transition through that maturation process, the details are not as crisp as they used to be. But when, when, when it's all said and done, what America has to do is look at that secession plan. But I will say this right here to every American who still sees some, some young, clean-faced Caucasian male with, with, with a short bob haircut, Quit comparing them to John Kennedy. I mean, because that's 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 no longer in existence anymore. That era, that time frame. So we got to look at the face of America as it is, and we got to look at people who can not only serve their constituents but also also get younger. I mean, that's that's our reality. And you know, I, if I offend anybody because of that, uh, that 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 secession uh, terminology and the thought that as as you get, you know. At a stage in that maturation process, you're just not as, as, as sharp. And, and I myself have concerns about all of those candidates uh, who are currently leading uh, the Republican Party, morality, ethically. Uh, it's just a whole lot that's, that's issues with him. Plus, you got to look at the fact that he's still 70-plus years of age. And then the top three Democratic candidates, they are, you know, they got some years up under them, and with that comes a a, a diminishing of, of facts and, and, and time and, and all the rest of it. So that's, that's pretty much where I am with that with that conversation right there. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. A few minutes left. Matter of fact, we're about to get out of this segment. Uh, you know, I, I hear I hear what, what we're saying here. I, I think for me. I think the Biden campaign, they were concerned that maybe the Trump campaign or anyone else for that matter would bring up age. And I think that's one of the reasons why you heard some of those early, earlier rumors about, okay, look, I'll run for one term and then I'll bring in Stacey Adams. Uh, to be my running mate. I mean, you know, at the very beginning, before he announced, that was the rumor that was going on out there, that, hey, I'll bring her in, I'll run one term, because, you know, I mean, these are the things probably the people are concerned about. So, I, look, I don't know wh- where it goes from here. Uh, at the end of the day, anybody on the Democratic side, in my opinion, is uh, a hell of a lot better 
than, you know, the orange bum that we have in the White House. I'm going to start using your term. You know, one of the things about Johnny Johnny Deutsch, if you don't watch MSNBC, he's a marketing strategist, and he has a show uh, on MSNBC called Saturday Night Politics with Johnny Deutsch. And one of the things he said, we have to start, you know, marketing and, and using terms that will stick with this president. Now, Joe Scarborough from Morning Joe has made uh, a Moscow Mitch stick to Mitch McConnell, which he despises. So I'm going to go with you, Johnny. I'm going to call him the criminal, the criminal in the White House. That's exactly what he is. He breaks the law every day with his actions and the things that he does. It's amazing that Republicans sit back and watch this. Why have laws when you're going to let this guy do what he needs to do? It's, it's unbelievable what's going on. All right, it is time for an NPR News update. Chatterbox and only need to know basis right around the corner. You listen to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Support for NPR and the following message come from HBO's The Deuce. It's 1985, and the party's winding down as VHS overtakes the pornography industry. NYC battles the AIDS crisis, and Times Square begins to change. The Deuce returns September 9th at 9 p.m. on HBO. British government cabinet member is stepping down over Prime Minister Boris Johnson's handling of Brexit. Work and Pension Secretary Amber Rudd says she will remain in Parliament as an independent conservative. Johnson lost his parliamentary majority last week and expelled 21 lawmakers from his conservative party after they supported opposition plans to try to block a no-deal Brexit. Three-time U.S. Open champion Rafael Nadal is set to take on fifth seed to Neil Medvedev today. And first, Amy Held reports that the Spaniard and the Russian are facing off in the final. Flushing Meadows, New York. Neil Medvedev is playing in his first major final. A decade older, it's Rafael Nadal's 27th. He's hoping for his 19th Grand Slam win, which would put him within one of the all-time male record. But Nadal says he's trying not to focus on that. I would love to be the one that has more. Yes. But you cannot be all day frustrated or all day thinking about what your neighbor has. On Saturday, Serena Williams was trying for her 24th major victory, which would have tied her with the women's record, but Bianca Andreescu denied her that shot. Williams called her own level of playing, quote, inexcusable. This is the worst match I've played all tournament. And it's hard to know that... Um, you could do better. 19-year-old Andrescu's win gives Canada its first Grand Slam singles title ever. Amy Held, NPR News. And Madagascar, a huge crowd turned out today to see Pope Francis as he celebrated an open-air mass on the second day of his visit to the island country. The Pope has already visited Mozambique and is due to move on to Mauritius tomorrow. I'm Trial Snyder, NPR News. Welcome back in. It's time for Chatterbox. Uh, final thoughts from social media in the chat room. Still, yes, man, you have anything from the chat room, sir? No, sir, I don't. Oh, yeah. There's nothing in there. Nothing in there. Okay. All right. Well, I have uh, some stuff here that uh, that I can definitely read on the air. Uh, all right. So let me get to the pastor, as always. Uh, Stephen F. Jones, Richmond, Texas, says, glad to see that you guys are back. Two things that I expect to do on Sunday morning uh, is praising the sweet name of Jesus, hallelujah, pastor, and listening to my favorite radio show, The Serious Side. I am having some concerns. I am having some concerns about Biden because of the many gaps. Because he is a Democrat, we damn shouldn't turn a blind eye if we feel that his mental, his mental faculties are not up to par. Okay, Clarence from St. Louis, Missouri. 
What I don't understand is why do you guys pretend to be neutral when discussing politics? Uh, this show is the complete opposite of Fox News, the serious side of the Democratic Party or the liberal radio network. <laughs> okay. What do we lie? Uh, <laughs> what, 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 what lies do we tell? That's what I'd like to know. What lies do we he tell? Say, he didn't say we told lies. He just said, hey, why do we pretend that we're, that we're neutral when discussing politics? Okay. No. This show, let me Fox read it again. So he said, no, no. He said, why, what I don't understand is why do you guys pretend to be neutral when discussing politics? This show is the complete opposite we of Fox News. The serious the side of, of the Democratic News. Party on the liberal radio network. Okay. We're not yeah, the complete opposite of Fox News. We'd be making Fox stuff News up with Fox. Yeah. Fox News lies. <laughs> <laughs> We'd just be making it up right out the blue. Yep. Uh, that threw me off guard. Well, okay. Thanks, Clarence. Uh, Nancy from Miami, Florida. Great show as always. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, Tracy from Austin, Texas. I knew that you guys were going to make excuses for Biden. A lie is a lie. And he has said some racially charged things in the past. Remember remember the he is a clean, he is clean. Okay, I'm sorry. What you say? Remember the he is clean and articulate comments about Barack Obama? It was like he was surprised that a black man can have those qualities, double standards. Okay, Tracy. Mariana Music, thank you, Mr. L.E.S. Never coming back to the racially charged chat room. Thank you for the invitation. Ouch. All right. I think I'm going to leave it right there. Don't need to read anything else. All right, you know what time it is. Five, four, three, two, the first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, it is time for all the need to know basis with our main man, Mr. Jerome. It's free man. Jerome, what you got going on this morning, sir? Well, you know, I just want to address the uh, definition of the word irony. You had somebody write in saying how racial we were against Fox, and we have a chat room that's racist against us. Like, isn't that irony? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Mariana, go back to the chat room. I'll start joining the chat room more often. I have I have not been in there, but don't let crazy people run you out. That's crazy. But that's, that's irony for you, right? That um, yeah. racist people sit close to people of color and then call them racist when they call them out on them being racist. Who cares? It's interesting the no. it's interesting the number yeah, of comments yeah, we get from people on the other, other side of the fence. It's, it's amazing. I don't read half of them, but we get a lot of a lot of people. A lot of Republicans are listening to this show. I guess I have no reason. Yeah, I, don't ha- I have no. I don't know why, but whatever. You know, no, no, no. I know why, but the the problem is is that that's what the privilege is, right? Because you know we don't really. Even in discussing this stuff, we don't have any, like, I don't like these terms, but we don't have, like, skin in the game like that with them, right? These fights, them fighting each other, right? So you have a racist president that when you you call him out on it, they start making really silly comparisons to, you know, Obama went to a church and Reverend Wright said, God damn America. It's like... What? Yeah. Right? That guy yeah. did not get invited to the White House for eight years, and he had to distance himself from them just for saying that. You have Jerry Falwell Jr. and Ted Nugent and them dudes just sitting and chilling, Rush Limbaugh and them in the White House. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Right? So yeah. we can't even be accused of something, and then we are off the grid. They can actually do it, and they go, well, 
that don't mean he's racist because he hang around racists. Like, it's crazy. So, it is. You know. You're right. Because, yeah, you're right. Because remember that line, pound around, you know, uh, Senator Obama around pound with around with domestic terror. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sarah Palin's famous, famous line. But at the same time, I do want to caution the people who are listening to the show that we are pointing out that there are very bad discrepancies in analysis more than we're saying that we give a rat one way or another. So if you call, if you yeah. look at major media and you're watching them bash Biden, for example, we're not saying that we 100% love Biden. We're just saying that you are crazy for thinking that that is comparable to the stuff that you guys are doing, right? Because I can tell you some negative stuff about Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Kamala and, you know, um, Cory Booker and Buttigieg don't even get me started on him, right? We could do this all day, but it's really stupid because he's the front, he's the front runner, runner that you want us to turn away from him to give the guy who is a known racist a pass, right? So there's no comparison. So you can't come on the show acting like there's some there's some um, equity. Right, so most of the time when I'm on, I talk about the pathology of white folks for this very reason. You know, I know that may seem to hurt some people's feelings. Um, unlike Johnny, much respect, I'm not apologizing for, and I don't think Johnny should either. Don't apologize for what you say to anybody because we are giving analysis based upon what we see and and how we are um, how we are um, translating this. So we can only see it through our own lens. And the world actually needs more of that impression opposed to us trying to figure out what white folks are thinking and trying to feed stuff back to them in the way that they can digest it. That's not our job. So, again, I know that we can try to be as neutral as possible to feed your ego and to make you feel comfortable, but that's not what we wake up on Sunday morning to do. So There you go. Tell that, them again. Yep. In that case... I will give you a little news. Now, Absolutely. more than a thousand Bohemian evacuees were met by relatives and loved ones in Florida after taking a, that 72-mile cruise to escape the, the aftermath of um, Hurricane Dorian, which left 43 people. I think it's more than that, but 43 people um, passed away, and thousands were missing and homeless. The evacuees arrived at the Port of Palm Beach. After an all-night voyage um, on the Grand Celebration, a cruise ship operated by um, Bahamas Paradise Cruise Lines, which offered free passage to the United States. So they came to um, came in with their relatives, or came in to see their relatives. Now, a heartbroken Rihanna, the R&B or pop star, I don't know which one she is, but Rihanna has pledged to help the Bahamas after the country suffered their... Uh, catastrophic damage during the hurricane so she promised that her charity which she found in 2012 was already figuring out how we can best help after that storm um you know it better if you don't know it hit that island for more than 40 hours so the initial estimate was only you know 13,000 homes were destroyed but we know it's a lot more than that so she said that in her name the charity's name um, is the um, Clara Lino Foundation. It's a tribute to her grandparents, Clarence and Lino Blathway. Mm-hmm. And 
And um, it also has a scholarship fund as well as an oncology and nuclear medicine center in Barbados where she's born and raised. So Rihanna and a lot of other entertainers have kicked in to um, look out for the Caribbean island. And I know Sidney Poitier's family, um, I think his one of his nephews, nephews or cousins, is saying that they're missing a lot of their family members as well. And so they're looking out, trying to um, help on Freeport in the Bahamas. So good luck to the... To the Poitier family as well. Now, the, the top um, national uh, NOAA, which is the National Oceanics and um, I forgot the rest of the name of them. But anyway, um, NOAA, the NOAA officials who sent that email who were telling all staff not to contradict Trump on the weather, they sent that just hours after that dotard <laughs> sent his first tweet claiming that Dorian would hit Alabama. So the NOAA staff was told to stick with official Hurricane Center forecast um, if questions arise from some national-level social media posts, which hit after in the afternoon, um, and a, a directive was sent. So here's how they're all protecting Trump, which is, again, interesting, right? So now they're not free enough to tell people the truth anymore from the um, – from the people who are predicting the weather, if Donald Trump lies, they're saying don't correct him. This is the world that we're living oh. in. Can, can you imagine some of his some of his people down there that believe everything that he says? And, they, and he said the hurricane can hit Alabama, and those people probably lost their minds. Can yeah. you imagine that? They don't, they don't question anything he says. Oh, Trump said that he's going to hit Alabama. Let's leave. Let's get out of here. Right. And I it's hope everybody else. Insane to me, man. Yeah, so that's what the insane part is, right? So not only is he lying, and that we know that he's lying, they are now starting to cover up for his lies, and we are supposed to be okay that they're covering up because he's in office, right? <laughs> he should be in jail, but everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, you can't say that because the president, if he can't go, if he can't be arrested, you shouldn't say he should be in jail because you can't send him there." He that's should be in dumb. jail. Right. We should say that out loud. Yeah. We're we're living in those times, but everybody's going to criticize Biden over uh, over gaps and whatever. These that dude's lying. A gap is a mistake that you go back and contradict and say, "I'm sorry, you know, bad. I said this and I should have said that." This guy is saying, "Nope, it was going to hit Alabama," and now I got Uh everybody else backing me. He can just flat lie. All right. Now, supermarket chain Kroger's joins Walmart and Starbucks in asking customers to stop openly carrying guns in the store after, you know, the mass after mass shootings occurring, you seem like daily in this piece. Um, Kroger, which has nearly 2,800 stores in 35 states, is the second largest um, general retailer in the U.S., previously had followed local and state laws and allowing shoppers to openly carry, so they're asking people not to. Now, since there's no law that they can make them, I don't know what that does in saying we're asking you not to carry your gun in this place. You know, and if you remember the story before, wasn't the, the, the black guy who picked up a fake gun in Walmart shot by police in Walmart? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. In Ohio. That happened in Ohio. Yeah. That, that broke my heart, man. 
Right. So they can open carry and walk in there with guns and won't nobody's supposed to say anything, but you can shoot and go, Oh, I thought it was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the again, yep. that's the world we're living in. Now, Google agrees to pay a hundred and seventy million dollar fine to settle claims that it illegally collected data from young children on YouTube. So it was announced Wednesday that the settlement requires Google to pay $136 million to the FTC, $34 million to New York for their response or for their reported violation of the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. And along oh. with, yes, yeah, you know, they should have done something to them more than that. Um, Purdue Pharma is expected to file for bankruptcy after rejecting two offers from states on how to best pay back families of 400,000 Americans killed by hmm. Oxycodone, right? So yeah. it's the, first, the first breakdown puts the first federal trial over opioid epidemic on track to begin next month, uh, likely without Purdue, and sets the stage for a complex legal drama involving nearly every state. Now, you know, again, I, I, was, I was wondering how they were going to get out of that. I was wondering how they were going to do that. I figured they were going to file bankrupt. bankruptcy and call it a day. Yep, they're moving their money into their own personal accounts and filing bankruptcy at the company, probably. You know how this is going to go. You know, and it, and for the yep. listeners who, who are listening to hearing my sarcasm, it is because there's always been a war on drugs during the whole Reagan administration and then during Nixon, and everybody has a war on drugs against black people, but oxycodone, we're all supposed to feel sympathetic. Did you, did you see the Dave Chappelle special? Say it again. Did, did you see that? Did you see the Dave Chappelle special? No, no. I have to, I have to oh, see that. It, he he talks about that. Oh what man, he talks about that. He, mm-hmm. he talks about the uh, the war on drugs and how you know the white folks didn't feel bad for black folks and when they, the epidemic was there and then he says, hey, hey, just say no. Right. <laughs> How's that working for you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah remember that your brain. Here's your brain yeah. on drugs, frying the egg. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Here's your kids on oxycodone. Let's see if we can make. Yeah. See, if President Obama's administration would have made that, they'd been all offended. We need to have compassion for people who are doing that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, uh, millions, millions of Facebook users are Facebook. Users' phone numbers are available online. Now, this happened 24 hours after Facebook promised all details were wiped off the web. So, in the newly discovered server, which was identified on Thursday, it is said to include the exact same information as the database. Wow. 400 million users around the world. They still got it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe somebody reaches out to me on like that too, man. They'll they'll call my phone. I'm like, why is he calling my phone from Facebook? Okay. I don't give them fools. If you if you find my information on Facebook, I am telling you right now, it's all wrong. Because I intentionally put in wrong information up in that piece. Because <laughs> you I can't trust them with your, you can't trust them fools with your data. <sighs> Anywho, I, I guess I mean for those who do, bless you. You want to do that now? Um, Amazon is testing a new biometric technology that will let Whole Food customers check out by scanning their hands. This is according to a new report. So Amazon is developing a technology 
that can judge the shape and size of a customer's oh, hand, boy. develop a unique handprint that can be used as a form of biometric payment. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, Here yeah. We go. If, if this wasn't so terrifying, I would crack a Trump joke in here. But I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that still is terrifying. All wow. Right. Yeah. All right. Now, um, you know, for those who are looking for a new car, you know, um, the new 161-mile-per-hour flagship course Taycan. It's a Turbo S four-door sport uh, sedan. It's the newest battery-powered car from German automaker Porsche. It says they match a new air for their brand. So they have their own Tesla style of battery car. It's the Porsche. And I don't know why anybody would want to drive yeah. that fast on batteries, but you know what happens when your yeah. battery heats up? But I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm hoping. <laughs> Hopefully they work through that. You don't want to have no, you don't want to have no popcorn in the trunk at that point. Because once you still hear the popcorn go off, you know that battery is heating up. All right, yes, now sir. another Republican congressman said he'll quit. You know, Texas representative um, um, retired as fears, fears grow um, in his party that it will collapse in 2020. So five-term Republican, re, sorry, five-term Texas. Representative Bill Flores won't run for re-election in 2020, becoming the state's fifth Republican congressman to say he's departing Congress. Now, and wow. there was another one in another state rats that announced this week as well. What'd you say? The rats are jumping the ship, man. Yeah, there was another wow. long-term Republican congressman that said he's out. So, <laughs> so it's inter- it's interesting, like. Regardless, and I like to say this just generally as a public service announcement, forget the Democrat who is going to be president because there will be a Democrat president. The problem is is making sure that Senate and the Congress goes. And you need to really get Nancy Pelosi out so they need to challenge her because of what she's not doing in this and bringing charges because they can bring charges um, a year or so from now. But Nancy Pelosi needs to be out. But if you get enough Democrats in there, she won't be able to hold anything back. So you'll start to see some cleanup going on. But well, again, Blue Dog Democrats. I want McConnell gone, man. That's the one yeah. I want gone more than any of them is McConnell. You know he's, what? I, he's really great in the country. Yeah, I said this a long time ago. You know, I, he, they're going to lose the Senate. I don't care what they're <clears> telling you on TV. That Senate is going to be gone. I mean, it's good news. forget McConnell. I'm... I'm I'll be surprised if he makes it out of his race, but they're going to lose the Senate. So that's going to be a problem. And the problem with Democrats is that they're saying, okay, now we need to be fair. Every time races and no. leverage no. against us, you cannot be fair to leave that stuff in place. You need to take it away Mm-mm. and help out the areas where there's been injustice. But they want to start having Hell conversations it. again. That, that's, that's one thing I can't stand about them, man. Because the Republicans, I know. hell, when they they lost when they lost in Wisconsin and Michigan, man, look, they 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 put laws in place so they can still be in charge. Yeah. This is what they do. So why we why they are bending over for them? Yeah, just before they get out. Get it. But the problem is, did they change it back when when the Democrats took over? No. No. Because the governor wouldn't not. sign it. 
But the governor was not. You know how they, but you know how they roll. That's just how they roll, man. All right, we got time for one more story, Jerome, man. So give us a good one on the way out the door. Well, okay. So I'm missing the Roman Pulaski and the Brock Turner one where the Sanford swimmer, um, I, I'm missing that one where he raped that unconscious girl. So I'm going to go straight mm. to the um, research from the University of Pittsburgh have revealed a breathalyzer device that can measure levels of THC. So if you are smoking weed, they now have a breathalyzer that can tell how much weed you have. Now, here's the, wow. here's the irony. Didn't they just decriminalize weed? Yeah. Okay. Wanted to put that out there. <laughs> so why would you have a breathalyzer? Yeah. Because so <laughs> they're going to make it legal. They don't want you to drive under the influence. That's what's going to happen. But it's legal. That's exactly what's going to happen. The influence of something that's legal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, you know, Doesn't make any sense now. whatsoever. Wow. All right, yeah. man. Thank you as always. Good stuff. All right, it's time for our final thoughts. Johnny D, man, you're up first, man. Give me your final thoughts. I just want to uh, send some shouts out to Miss Vanessa. Missed you, uh, Miss Jackie. Extending uh, you a, a great retirement and uh, had an opportunity to, to get a chance to listen to your professionalism, and certainly that'll be missed. Uh, to everyone else, uh, be blessed throughout the week and provide service and be good stewards of what you have and again Jay thank you for this opportunity thank those who who listen even the naysayers for allowing us an opportunity to come into their homes alright man appreciate you as always brother appreciate you thank you for being a part of something that we think that's special Jerome man final thoughts sir alright I want to take this time out to oh Vanessa happy retirement and um, I, I'm going to have a lot to say about that and just wish you well in everything that you're doing. Um, I have a lot to say about that later when you're on the show. And I want to say to Mariana Music, do not stop participating in the show. Make Jay kick people, Jay and LES, kick them fools out of the chat room when they start to get a little bit unruly because that's what I do. So, anywho, I will be back in the chat room um, and hanging out just to bring some kind of not even balance so that I can tell Jay and Elias to kick them up out of there. So anyway, everybody has a good week, and I'll see you next week. I'll be in the chat. All right. Uh, Mr. Elias, I don't go to the chat room. That's his job. All right, Mr. Elias, man, Megan's first and last word, final thoughts. Hey, look, just, you know, folks, I, I was on the phone call with a guy earlier, and this guy came on to tell me that, you know, how racist we are and all this other stuff. I said, so do you think Trump is racist? He said, no. You know what I did? I hung up on them. That's what you got to do. When people say stupid stuff like that, you hang up on them. You don't have to keep listening to it. Because right there and there, you told me what you were. It's simple. Get out and vote, folks. If you don't get out and vote, you're going to lose your opportunities that, that many people died for. All right. I want to say congratulations to Miss Serena Williams. I know Serena has really been trying to get number 24, and the reason I think she's trying to do this is because people in their mind somewhat, somehow are still trying to question the fact that she's the greatest tennis player of all time. I didn't say female. I said greatest. She has 24, 23 Grand Slam championships. That's three more than Roger Federer. That's four more or five more than uh, Rafael 
Nadal. <clears throat> Before I finish my thought, uh, live broadcast, we're going to lose you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. If you're listening uh, in archive, obviously you'll get the whole show. And if you're on the lines, you'll get the whole commentary as well. So anyway, finish my thought on Serena Williams. So at the end of the day, she's pushing this because people are still saying, my goodness, she needs to tie the all-time record. You know, Margaret Court, God bless her. What she did was phenomenal. But keep in mind, she did this before the open era, which meant that a lot of professionals didn't play in a lot of the <clears throat> Grand Slam tournaments that she won. Not taking anything away from what she did, but when you look at what Serena Williams has done in the open area, in the open era, she is the leader. She is numero uno. She beat Steffi Graf's record, and so now, in my opinion, she's the greatest tennis player of all time. I saw, like I've seen in the last four finals, that pressure is really starting to get to her. She had issues when she was trying to get to 18 because of the significant milestone of, try- of tying Chris Everett and uh, uh, Martina uh, Navratilova. Now she's having really a hard time. And when you get older, you know, look, Michael Jordan's the greatest football basketball player of all time. But there's one person or one thing that's undefeated, and that's father time. And so as she celebrates yeah, her 30th yeah. birthday and try again – to get this record. I want you to know that it doesn't matter. You don't ever have to get to number 24. You are the greatest tennis player of all time. God bless you. God bless your family. And continue to keep your head up because it's not the end of the world. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious time of the Jay Brown Show. Folks, just, you know, I'm going to stop this for a second because someone asked me about football picks. Here's my comment on football picks real quick. I don't think we're going to do them this year. I'm going to tell you why. What happened with Antonio Brown, that crap that he pulled in Pittsburgh, that crap that he pulled in L.A., and the fact that now that he's with the Patriots, it shows me that you can act an ass all you want to and you still get rewarded for bad behavior. So I am not participating. I may not even watch football today because it's disgusting how this guy can do what he did. And he still ends up, he's in a better situation. He's with the former exactly. Super Bowl right champs. It's yeah, unbelievable it's out of how he put, you know, you know, he should be thrown out the league. What he did to Mike Tomlin, you know, black coaches are already scrutinized. And this fool goes and acts an ass in uh, Pittsburgh. And he, remember, he was a, what, a third-round draft pick? Johnny, you're a Pittsburgh still a fan. Wasn't he a third-round draft pick? No, actually, he was a sixth-round draft pick. So there you he, go. He, he, he it's was, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was a six-round draft pick. Uh, like you say, the rewarding of bad behavior, bad bad actors is what I call them. But um, it is the NFL, man. Win at all costs, and that that right there is yep. still being promoted by, by 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 this criminal that we have. It doesn't matter, man. Don't have no integrity. Hey, long as he don't take a knee. Long as he don't take a knee. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, true, brother. Yeah. Acting an ass, acting a pure D ass, and they're trying to do everything in their power to tell you. So, I mean, what he did in uh, Pittsburgh was ridiculous. What he's, what he did in, in uh, Oakland was ridiculous. And what happens? Because Belichick and that freaking massage rapist owner of his bring this fool in. Wow. I'm telling you right now, man, I'm telling you now, I may not even watch football today. I was so disgusted. The fact that I'm thinking, you know what, about time they showed these prima donna athletes that, hey, you know what, guess what, you're not going to pull this nonsense off and we're going to sit here and reward you. I don't even think he was out there for 24 hours. 
Next thing you know, he signed with the Patriots. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Right, right after 401, they had to wait till 401, and I think he got signed at 402. What does mean? They were negotiating that <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah, yeah that, that was one of them Drew, Drew Rosenhaus things. But I, I will say this right here. Oh, as soon as I saw where the Raiders had released him, it was two teams that came to my mind that were going to pick him up. The first was the Dallas Cowboys. Or the Dallas the Cowboys. I, I, yep. You know, that those are the first two teams that came to my mind. I'm not surprised. The, the one thing I will say, if, if you look at New England's history of dealing with bad actors and bad character uh, persons, they have done remarkably well, with the exception of Josh Gordon, as far as getting them back on track with Antonio Brown. I think that he will be a prime example of what you don't do. Antonio Brown has some 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 mental health issues or some substance issues because the guy that I had a chance to personally meet uh, three years ago, um, like I say, this isn't the same guy that's out there acting a fool for no for no reason. He got his money, you know, with Oakland, and there's no reason. So yeah. I, I think that there's more going on with that than than what 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 these issues with tail, but I think he will do the same thing in, in New England. He is just he's just way out there, man. And it's, it's but that's One not gonna if he stop does me that from in New England, no, they're gonna get rid of him. They're gonna get rid oh, of no him. Doubt. If they, he no does doubt. the same thing no in New doubt. England, they they're not gonna they're not gonna put up no with doubt. it. Play play that game with that helmet if you want to. See ya. Yeah, but it's that it, massive exactly. mentality though. Like, like here's Massa. Oh, I'm gonna go get this slay. I'm gonna make him. I'm gonna make him conform because everybody knows when you go to Belichick. Belichick, you know, I t- I'm reading some comments. People said maybe you guys should do a uh, sports show after the serious side. I like the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pete. <laughs> Peter's like, hey man, this is better than watching this stuff on ESPN. You guys should continue. Yeah, okay, man. Uh, so, so anyway, so, so, so the fact of the matter is, all these Negroes, like, he's gonna go and give. He's gonna go and give uh, Belichick. All the respect that he should have been given Mike Tomlin, and then the way he acted an ass in uh, in uh, in Oakland, it's it's disgusting to me. It's disgusting to me, and I am pissed off behind right. it. Period. Yeah, a lot of people are pissed I, off behind know, it, man. Yeah, I, I tell you, Jay, I, I think that he's going to prove he's going to prove to be a difficult challenge, man. I just think it's more there. Uh, Oakland rolled out the red carpet for him. They gave him his money. And really rolled out the red carpet. And you see how quickly uh, that dissolved. I don't think that with Bill Belichick it's going to be any different. I think when Bill Belichick starts to to limit him with social media and start putting things in place, you know, Antonio Brown has a desire to be the big ticket. And as long as you have that number twelve back there, who is arguably the greatest quarterback in my era and probably in the history of football, he's oh, not going to be the main ticket. And the reality is New England got more weapons. Is he going to help them initially? Yeah, long term, he, he will probably meet his, 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 his fate uh, as he's done it with the other uh, two teams. I just think that he's way out there at this point, and, there, and there's no return for him until he gets himself spiritually and, 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 and mentally and emotionally together. He is just a kid playing a kid's game, and you got to be a, 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 a grown man playing a kid's sport, and he hasn't made that transition. Yeah, I mean, we we can – I can't stand Tom Brady, but but okay, we, we can have that conversation another day. Jackie actually raised her hand. I mean, it's like we're doing a dang on show after the show. Go ahead, Jackie. What's going on? I – I'm sorry, but me just real comment. I hope my background noise ain't too bad. I'm outside now. 
I, I couldn't do it after what they did to Colin Kaepernick. I just could not. Well, of course. Because that was of a course. straight lockout. That was a straight lockout. Talk about somebody yeah. who should have been able to go to another team. See, I can understand one team having a problem, and he should have been able to flow to another team. But that was a straight lockout. I frankly don't see how anybody watched football after that. You know, it's interesting you say that because think about what Colin Kaepernick was doing. Think about what he was doing. Colin Kaepernick was trying to show social injustice to what's happening to unarmed black men. So he took a knee based on what a veteran said, look, if you want to honor it, do it this way. A white veteran, I may add. And he said, look, I'm down with that. So now you have a guy, so he can't even get signed on the team. You have a guy who has disrespected coaches, who have shown his ass to people. And what happens to him? Because, oh, we're going to sign up. The Patriots signed this guy for a year. I mean, I, I am so pissed off behind that. I am seeing red. I'm like, you know what, I'm not watching football today. I'm going to turn on bad boy uh, uh, movies, and I'm going to just work around my I'm not even going to watch it because I cannot believe this. And like you said, Johnny, I mean, I'm surprised Dallas. I bet you Jerry Jones is pissed off. My goodness, he beat me to the punch. Because you know that's what they I'm do. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, it, it, it's win at all costs, and what happens is that the young athletes that's coming up today, this is why they're so – uh, undisciplined and, and unloyal because as as were the gladiators in the Roman days, the entertainment, these are just your modern-day gladiators, and they get paid handsomely for it. They get an opportunity to be in front of cameras and do endorsements. They become household names, but it does come with the fact that they are entertainers. So I believe that they should get their money, but it has to be some type of some type of consequences for the, the, these bad character people. And now you have it trickling down into the, the, the AAU league, the high school, the junior high school. Let your star athlete go into the classroom, and this is what they're promoting. It's about winning at all costs. That's a high-stakes game, man. That, that's, that's, those are billion-dollar uh, companies there, building billion, multi-billion-dollar industries. And what is proven each and every day is that as long as you don't do certain things that's socially conscious, then you can play on that field. You can curse a coach out. You can kick a football. You can video and film social media events with team meetings and stuff like that. But do something socially conscious, and and I'll ban you forever. So, yeah, Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed from the league. And that's where you should have other players sitting out there beating and banging on the owner's doors. Now, this guy's going into his fourth season. Look at all these retread, you know, junior league quarterbacks that they keep throwing out there to Ryan Ryan, uh, Fitzpatrick. This guy's been with 40 different teams um, in his own 32. But, I mean, you know, you keep retreading these guys because you don't want to bring this guy back. Now, I even fault. I even I even got some 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 issue with 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 the black coaches. Now I realize they don't have that political capital as the owners do, and ultimately the owners are going to make the decisions. But when you got these star athletes who can set back and, and demand thirty and forty million dollars a, a a game, you take a even Tom Brady. You take a guy like a Tom Brady who, like I say, argue none. You know the guy got six rings, so he is the greatest 
quarterback that I've ever seen. If he was to come out and make a stand and say, you know what, hey, Colin Kaepernick is a great quarterback. You have no one behind me. This is the guy that I think you need to back up. That's the players got the, got, got the political capital, but they have failed. Why? Because they want to go in their best interest. Yeah, you had a few of them yeah. during that first year. They was woo hooing and rah rah and, and things like that. And talking about, you know, I'm going to take a knee and, you know, you know, having these protests. But when the owners went back into the the deliberation, the, the those summer meetings, and they came out and they basically talking about, you know, we're going to get in, uh, we, we, we're going to get into their pockets. What did they do? You haven't heard anything about any other than um, the Reed guy in Carolina. He's the only one that's still taking a knee. He doesn't get beat up. He got his contract and things like that, but he won't make a whole lot more money. So the players and the coaches are the ones who should be in protest because those 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 coaches have got some second-rate junior league quarterback instead of a, a, a firm, formidable, potentially starting quarterback. But yet, even if you brought Colin Kaepernick in as a backup, he would be better than what you have. He was a he was a starting Super Bowl quarterback, but you know, well, you know, we'll argue about Tom Brady. To me, he's the king of the slant pattern. Anybody can throw a freaking slant pattern. And your receiver can run. You know, don't get me started on that guy. But 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 yeah yeah, I, I hear you. I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of his at all. I don't think he does anything special. But whatever. Uh, yeah, but you're right. I mean, you're absolutely correct. It's unbelievable how Colin Kaepernick's not in the league, but this guy can act in total ass, embarrass everybody, and guess what? He's on a roster because, you know, we don't care about this one. Well, because you know what? Because guess what? Belichick can control him because Belichick is the master of all. This is the guy who failed in, he, he failed in Cleveland, and he failed in freaking whatchamacallit. And you talk about him being a guru. The only reason why Tom Brady got on the field in the first place is because Drew, Drew freaking, uh, what's that guy's name? Drew Blusso got hurt. So, it's, so he, he's not no talent evaluator. Drew Blusso was a starter. Stop it. Stop with this nonsense. Stop making this guy greater than what he is. Jesus Christ. Anyway, all right. Um, White man is colder. Well, you know, all right. So there's 15 minutes of powerhouse sports talk radio for, radio for you. I don't know, people, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at this one guy. Man, this is good stuff. Yeah, well, it is. All right, anyway. All right, Mr. Elias, let's get back to the business at hand. If it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff and a little bit of sports. What time is it, my friend? <laughs> it's time for the serious side of the day. Wow. All right, folks, we're leaving. All right, thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday and listening to our sports rant. So, for Johnny B, for Jackie, for Mr. Elias, for Spree, I'm Jay Rouse, and have a wonderful work week. Enjoy your football if you're going to watch that crap, and we will see you back here next week. And remember, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is serious side. God bless everybody. Being that fool for the league. Clown. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.